I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Magician Nelson Lugo. Hi, I'm nerdcore rapper Schaefer the Dark Lord. We're best friends who hate each other's guts. And we co-host the Epic Podcast. A monthly show in which we discuss comic books, video games, television, movies, our debilitating emotional problems, and Batman. So much Batman. That's the Epic Podcast on the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Be safe, internets. Bye. Seriously, so much Batman. The following program is presented by The Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wicked Anime Podcast. This is episode 129. I am the stupid, awesome analyst, John Starr, and with me is the King Baby Duck Evan of the Boston Bastard Brigade and <laughs> Wicked Anime. And Wicked Anime! Konnichiwa, <laughs> <laughs> well, my bastards and bunches. And we also have Elite Four Derek with us once again. Hey, came back again. <laughs> he, just keeps, he just keeps showing up at our door. I, just... I'm the unpaid intern. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're all unpaid. Um, anyways, no. so uh, I'd rather you'd show up at Evan's door. Uh, on multiple occasions, just scratching at it, which is good because we had food for you this time. Yes. yes. We're eating our traditional KFC for this podcast because this is uh, technically our Christmas episode. Right. Even though it's going to be airing three after, days after Christmas. Yeah, after Christmas. But that's okay because we're still enjoying our KFC regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, so this episode, we have some uh, Christmas demands from our fans. Yep. We got some news. We got a lot of movies to talk about, which I am psyched out of my mind mm-hmm. to talk about because that's just my jam. Yep. So, um, and then we also may have a trip to the snack bar. Oh, that's a good point. Yes, we do. So let's start by ringing the news bell. You forgot the news bell. I did. I forgot the news bell. So just we'll do classic news. <laughs> That's what Andrew used to do. Uh, so, first up in news, which is the like all this film that we're talking about today. Which one do you want to talk about? Let's talk about uh, Mamoru Hosoda's newest film. Right. <clears throat> Mamoru Hosoda, in my opinion, is my absolute favorite anime director. Me too. I actually think that... It, <clears throat> excuse me. I actually think that he might be one of my all-time favorite directors ever. Right. Well, I would put him on that list, too. But I'm saying that when it comes to anime and, and his way of filmmaking, I like his stuff a lot better than 
the works of Shinkai or even Miyazaki because I feel like there's something more relatable and more down to earth with his stuff than say Miyazaki stuff even with the fantasy elements even with all the fantasy that he does yeah I agree it was not a good idea to take a bite of this chicken <laughs> while we were in the midst of the conversation <laughs> but I did it anyways right. the title of this film is called currently it's called Mirai no Mirai or Mirai of the Future. Right. Or Future of the Future. Yeah. <laughs> um, the reason why it's called this is because one of the main characters' names is Mirai. Yeah. And the movie is about this little boy who has become... He's like four, I think. Yep. And he is about to become yep. a big brother. He's about to become a big brother for the first time. Which sets him off in a incredibly downward spiral in behavior and the likes. You know, in the way that... Children do. Right, because they're realizing that they're no longer going to be the center of attention. Right. Right. So in this film, he's about to become a new brother, and suddenly, uh, out of nowhere, his sister, his unborn sister, comes to him from the future. Mm -hmm. And uh, would you say middle school? Like middle school age? Middle school. Middle school. Some of the costumes suggest middle school, uh, but also could be high school. I'm not really sure. But um, anyways, so I, I feel like part of this film, we don't know a lot about it yet, but the part of this film seems like it's for um, her to get him on the path of being a big brother. Right. Which... By going on all these little adventures and realizing, like, okay, this is what you're going to have to do when you're watching out for me as a much older kid. Yeah, the series seems a lot more fantastical, you know. Or, well, I mean, I guess Mama Hosoda stuff is... Yeah, it is very fantastical. But, um, but this this whole movie seems fantastical in, in part as well, in the same way. It's not just about time traveling, but it's also about... I don't know, the weird visuals, almost in the same sense as uh, The Girl Who Left Her Time. Right. I'd be interested to see if any of that time traveling would have any sort of, like, ramifications, if there's some sort of tragic event that's going to be happening in the timeline or something, and the sister knows this is going to happen, but it's like, you know, okay, this is the part where grandma dies, get ready for this. And <laughs> she has to just watch these family tragedies unroll, because that's part of how her brother grew up. Right, but they can't do the grandma dying, because they just did that in Summer Wars. Spoilers. Spoilers. So... Uh, it wasn't me this time. <laughs> so here, but here's part of it though: is how long is the sister going to stick around for? And she, if she's not even born yet, is, is she living these tragedies as an older person? You know, and experiencing them for the first time as an older person, mm-hmm. or is she preparing her brother for certain things? Yeah, like all the stuff that she heard of that happened before. She was able to remember memories, you know. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So one thing that I want to point out is that I don't know what it is, but whenever uh, there's a film like this, it always seems that I'm more drawn to films that have good relationships between siblings as opposed to um, mm-hmm. as opposed to parents. I don't know what it is. Could be because I'm a twin. I feel like it could be a concept of it um, about two people of the same age growing up at the same time, but they're experiencing different things because their perception is different. Right. I don't know, Jonathan. Yeah, Jonathan, I think I'm more of an expert on this being the only child here. Yeah. So you could probably get a, a sibling somewhere, right? I mean, you're going to have to debug it. <laughs> Call Florida, talk to my mom, tell her to get on that. <laughs> I'm sure you can get one like Walmart or something like that. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, we all read that Calvin Hobbes comic where he finds out that he was bought in Kmart. <laughs> I don't. Hmm. I guess that could be taken in a really wrong direction. <laughs> Just be sure to bring your white van. <laughs> <laughs> Special parking for those. <laughs> right up front. <laughs> can I get a napkin? There's yes, you chest. can get a napkin. You got greasy fingers. I don't want to be touching my keyboard with this stuff. So, uh, we, one thing uh, that Mamoru Hosted mentions is uh, about his movies kind of tying into one another and how he takes influence from his last movies. And then, uh, Evan, as you mentioned earlier, uh, all of his, you know, own life experiences into this. Right, because with Summer Wars, it was inspired by him meeting his now wife's family. Wolf Children was inspired by him and his wife trying to conceive. Uh, Boy and the Beast was about the father trying to teach his kid about the ways of the world. Right. Whereas I feel like maybe this one is about trying to repair that child for another human to enter their life. Right. So there's also um, the aspect that he takes influence from his past films. Like, for example, Wolf Children had, was like about motherhood. Mm-hmm. And then you could also say that Boy and the Beast was about fatherhood. Um, so in this one, it's kind of like siblinghood. Right. You know, and it's just kind of going one aspect of a family to another. I mean, what's going to happen when a host sort of runs out of family members? Like, next one is about pethood. It's about, <laughs> it's about oh, a dog. dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna be Jinx. like, the, <laughs> oh, it's gonna be like, like with the secret life of pets. Only he's not gonna hire someone to voice the character that was caught doing some bad stuff to women. You can say Louis C.K. Yeah, you won't have Louis C.K. in there. That's gross. Yeah, you don't want to be just like insert new allegation name here. Yeah, by the time it's there, who knows? Tom Hanks. <laughs> no. <laughs> Like, Tom Hanks and Weird Al are, like, the only two wholesome people left in Hollywood now. Soon enough, we're only going to get, like, one cast of actors and actresses per movie. Because everybody's done such bad things that they're going to push them all out of the club. And it's going to be like, oh, another movie coming out starring Tom Hanks. Well, think about about, how he did the Polar Express. He played almost, like, nine of the roles in that movie. Yeah, you've got to remember, though, that Robert Zemeckis' studio shut down because those movies were so awful. (laughs) Speaking of which, this will be a good tie-in to the next thing that I want to talk about, because we're talking about creepy animated characters. Let's talk well, about... It's not that creepy. Huh? It's not that creepy. Well, I, I'm getting used to it. It's... it's, it's... Okay, okay. Fine, fine, fine. Let's, nope. let's do it. Nope. Big nope. <laughs> so we just showed Derek uh, a couple minutes ago the uh, trailer for the Battle Angel Alita movie that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Hey, guess what? James Cameron made a good decision! <laughs> um... That, and that is that originally James Cameron wasn't supposed to put Battle Angel Alita out until he was finished with the first four Avatar movies. The next four. Then Yeah, the well, yeah, next four and first four, technically. I think that... He's you know, making nine of these things? Mm-hmm. I, I think that he wanted to... He wanted to... What's, what is it with his blue people fetish that he likes? Where were the other blue people in, the, in, in his series of movies? Well, I'm not saying that, like it's always been blue people. Maybe <laughs> something just awoke inside him and be like, you know, this is what I'm into now. Yeah. But he's taken his influence from uh, the Disney eyes that he gave his blue people from Avatar, and he's put them into Alita. 
in Battle Angel Alita. Yes. The title character, which, by the way, this trailer was awesome. Yeah. Like, I'm so looking forward to this movie, just to, just to forefront this whole thing. But the problem is that they decided to go with this weird aspect of changing the eyes to these really big, doughy eyes. And there's you can find any article of James Cameron explaining himself, saying that, oh, the you know eyes are the window to the soul, and there's a lot of emotion in this movie. Therefore, Alita shows... <laughs> Derek, you're just sitting there widening your eyes. Yeah, she got big-ass windows. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I, I don't know. Like, yeah, that works, but there's a fundamental flaw in, in filmmaking 101 that James Cameron is crossing. That's the Uncanny Valley. Mm-hmm. The Uncanny Valley is when your brain can't decide on whether something is to use fl- fight or flight on, and your brain just kind of freaks out and goes, ah! You know, like, and this is Battle Angel Alita's eyes. Right, which, by the way, you might see a, a little thing about this in White Life who is not weird. Maybe. Yeah, in, in the future, probably. But... Uh, also, the one thing that I was excited about was Christoph Waltz is in this movie. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> he can't seem to get away from Big Eyes, because mm. that was the last film that he did, that Tim Burton movie, which was also equally as horrifying. Um, well, it wasn't horrifying, it was just horrible. Uh, yeah, it, it wasn't that great. Yeah, I would say it was Tim Burton's worst film. Really? I would say it, yeah. Interesting. Because I actually enjoyed his take on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Really? Yep. Uh. It was bad, but it was, had its enjoyable moments. Yeah. I don't know. The guys was just depressing to it, watch. It was just kind of dumb. Yeah. And the fact that, like, somebody could actually act that way around their own wife is, like, just... I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it's not about... Oh, yeah, I drew these pictures. Isn't that right, my big, dumb wife? Yeah. I really liked that he was going to be in this movie because the role that they put him in is an incredible role. He plays a professor who brings Alita back to life after finding her in a scrapyard. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, she turns into this awesome vigilante for robot justice and she goes out and she kills a whole bunch of robots. Yeah. And there's a little bit, little, little bit of action in the trailers. And it could lead to some really awesome scenes because it looks like the original animated OVAs um, mm-hmm. that was based off of where the ma- the manga was. And if it's anything like that, it's going to be like a better version of uh, Elysium. Right. Starting that day. And I liked Elysium. I didn't think it was as great as District 9, but I thought it was a pretty good movie. Yeah, I think that Battle Angel Alita is just a better told version of that film. Mm-hmm. So Robert Rodriguez is directing it, uh, which is weird to me. I don't know if that's like a good choice, but based on the trailer, eh, it could it could it you see work. it's going to depend on which Robert Rodriguez we're dealing with. Are we dealing with Machete Robert Rodriguez, yeah. or are we dealing with Shark Boy and Lava Girl Robert Rodriguez? I forgot that he did those movies. <clears throat> yeah, I was thinking Spy Kids, but that's oh. no. Well, well, you see, Spy Kids is passable. Shark Boy and Lava Girl. <laughs> Wait, even Spike is 3D game over? Yeah, because you knew it was done. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't done because then there was the fourth one with Joel McHale in there. It was? Oh, yeah, there was. There was That's how forgettable one. it is. But at least with 3D, you got George Clooney trying to act like Sylvester Stallone. I thought that Sylvester Stallone was in... That was 3D. That was 3D. Yes. But George Clooney was in there too? Yeah, he plays the president, remember? No. <laughs> No, I don't remember any. I think George I think, Clooney is the president of the United States in the Spy Kids universe. Okay, he's Batman. 
I don't think he wants to be reminded of that either. George Clooney uh, just has a lot of movies in his belt that he's like, eh, uh, I never learned from that Batman movie. That it's like, he, he, his, it, I mean, George Clooney has said, you never take a, a film part just for the paycheck. That's what he said about Batman. So what happened with uh, with Spy Kids? Like, <laughs> well, but, but, well, think about Robert Rodriguez's relationship with George Clooney because because George Clooney had his probably his biggest first like. Like headliner as an actor because of Rod, Robert Rodriguez with the movie From Dusk Till Dawn. <laughs> so it's like, hey, you owe me, Ben. You owe yeah. me, bud. You're going to be in my third Spy Kids movie. Second and third. Oh, he was in the second one, too? Yeah, I just said that. Fine, I don't care what the story is, but I'm going to be the president just right around that. <laughs> <laughs> Better President George Clooney than President Charlie Sheen on the Machete Kills. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what was he thinking with Machete Kills? He had such a great idea with Machete, and I feel like that it became a really bad parody of itself. I, I, yeah, film. I think that's what it was. I never saw Machete Kills. Uh, don't. Just don't. stick with the original Machete. The original Machete is just good shit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Alright, um, so let's talk about our last film, which is Pokemon. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Pokemon film. Yes. <laughs> which, uh, we're, we're not specifically talking about Pokemon itself, more so Detective Pikachu. Yes. And so there have been in talks of, of people's extreme disappointment that it is not Danny DeVito in the role of Detective Pikachu. On, if you put Danny DeVito in, like, a little Pikachu hoodie, or actually, no, he should do a Meowth. He would be the perfect Meowth. <laughs> a onesie! A one-piece Meowth. Yeah. A onesie. <laughs> yeah, I should Meow. say one-piece. That's a little, yeah. Yeah, because you're kidding, getting yeah. series confused now. It's like, wait a minute. Hold on, I lost hey. the timeline. Are we talking about One Piece, or are we talking about... Mm-hmm. Hey, toy! Danny DeVito is Tony Tony Chopper. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so Ryan Reynolds is now Pikachu, which I know Ryan Reynolds has a certain nerd caliber to him, but has he ever had a nerd caliber for Pokemon? Is this like him saying that he's going to be, you know, that he's a Pokemon fanboy, or or is he just taking a paycheck like George Clooney? Because I was thinking about this, because I remember there was an episode, initially I thought it was an episode of Two Guys, A Girl, A Pizza Place. That was surround that did a whole Pokemon thing, but it turned out it, I was thinking about Norm Macdonald's old sitcom. Like there was an actual episode of the show Norm starring Norm Macdonald, uh-huh. but opens up with Norm and this kid having a Pokemon battle, and they actually have two people coming in dressed up as Jesse and James. And they have a meow. What? It's, it has to be on YouTube somewhere. <laughs> it has to be on YouTube because it was because when I was a kid watching this, I thought it was the funniest thing ever. Huh? Seeing someone like Norm Macdonald taking part in a Pokemon battle. <laughs> Never heard of this. That, that's awesome. Do you think Pikachu has Ryan Reynolds abs? Mm, if he's yeah. taking steroids. Yeah, speaking of Uncanny Valley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pikachu has a bulge. What is going on? <laughs> Not if he's taking steroids. <laughs> uh, also. Oh, I actually found it. Yeah, I did too. That's you found funny. it? Yeah. Um, it's not going to be complete live action huh. Ryan Reynolds, but it's going to be like uh, motion capture and voice acted. 
So huh. they're going to do like some of the same motion capture CGI in order to get his actual movements because who can move like a Pikachu other than Ryan Reynolds? I mean, that's they wrote this part for Ryan Reynolds. Pikachu has been waiting for this. I just like so um so Evan, you you told me um, a little while ago, what Detective Pikachu actually was? Because well, it, was I had original, no idea. it was originally a video game that has not come out here in America yet, but odds are it's going to with yeah. them doing this movie. And it's basically um, Pikachu and this uh, uh, and this boy trying to solve all these mysteries. Uh-huh. And I believe there's a couple that involves robbery. There's a couple that involves murder. There's different types of crimes that happen. A murdered Pokemon, or a Pokemon murders somebody? I think it's a Pokemon that murders somebody. Huh. What? Hmm. Wouldn't that be too obvious, though? Like, you, it would. It would just be like if a, if a Pokemon were to murder somebody, you would know what Pokemon it was right off the bat, right? Mm-hmm. You can narrow down at least an eighth of the Pokemon because there's only certain Pokemon types. That one was killed by fairy types. <laughs> <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> yeah. So, like, uh, hmm, this man's been horn drilled to death. Was it Bell Sprout <laughs> or was it Nido King? <laughs> <laughs> or, or is that what Bellsprout wants you to think or maybe it's just going to be like the Detective Pikachu arrives on the scene and says, who could have done this and it's just a Snorlax on top of a person at, at like the houses <laughs> at the beginning of Wizard of Oz <laughs> <laughs> just like somebody's feet sticking out from underneath a Snorlax who could have done this no no you see when I picture around and around it's Pikachu entering I'm thinking more of like Willem Dafoe in the Boondock Saints he's like walking around <laughs> With the little headphones and Walkman, <laughs> <laughs> the classical music. Pika, Pika, Pikachu. So, how did they arrive at Ryan Reynolds when we got this original Japanese trailer of Detective Pikachu, and he was like, "Oriwa, Pikachu," <laughs> like because I don't think Norio Wakamoto speaks English. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that why, like, people were thinking Danny DeVito in the first place was because his like voice was deeper and it's kind of silly in the first place? A little bit. That's kind of bordering on to another aspect. If you can call this Uncanny Valley, because this is Pokemon we're talking about, but Uh talking Pokemon, have you seen the new, was it the I Choose You Pikachu movie? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Didn't we talk about this? We did, we talked about it like two episodes ago. So I'm I'm thinking of that while imagining this movie, and just see a Pikachu walking around going, hmm, this clue is pointing me this direction. (laughs) People are just going to look at it and go, just, just say Pika Pika. We know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't need to hear the words. Speak, so that uh, you bring up a good point. How come they didn't choose Benedict Cumberbatch to be Pikachu? <laughs> <laughs> but if Benedict Cumberbatch is Pikachu, who would uh, what's his name be? Uh, like who would the um, who would be Watson? Who would be who would be Martin Freeman? Who would Martin Freeman be? Psyduck. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> it would be a Psyduck. It would be a Psyduck. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> you're ruining my life, Pikachu. <laughs> Would you stop playing that fiddle and stop injecting that heroin? <laughs> stop smoking crack, Pikachu. Oh, Ash, played by Justin Bieber. <laughs> no, come on, Pikachu. We gotta go, girl. <laughs> I'm a dude. Pikachu. No, no, I think it should be. Um, well, because well, because of who is writing the screenplay, which is the creator of Gravity Falls, mm. it should be um, what's his name? Who who played Dipper? Uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I don't know his name though, because uh, that would be like the perfect thing. Like if they found a way to have a character like Dipper Pines teaming up with Detective Pikachu. Yeah, you know what they could do? They could just animate it and then solve the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
But what if it was a Pokemon that was dead? What what Pokemon would you murder? Oh God! <laughs> we'll stick to the original one fifty one here because huh, I, I don't want to talk stick about Stick to the, the orig- ones. original one fifty one. Which uh, one of the original one fifty one would you murder? I mean, like I really think that Mewtwo. Jinx. Is- <laughs> it's gotta be Jinx. Oh, uh, but that creeps into hate crime territory. Yeah, but the making Jinx in the first place was a hate crime, and then they just made a blackface Pokemon have a purple face instead, and it still looks the exact same. Everybody as knows. Movie. Everybody knows. <laughs> it's not even a good Pokemon. It's not strong. It's not competitive. Why is it still existing? Because you see, when a Pokemon trainer uses a Jinx, the other trainer is guilted into not fighting anymore. <laughs> Everybody's got their cell phones up recording. <laughs> Splash. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I know that was a joke, but that's far too political for the show already. <laughs> so let's move on. Yeah. Well, we finished our. Uh, well, I don't know. What do we have any? Let me check my. Well, did anyone see the trailer for Ready Player One? Yeah. The new one. It's oh, they're throwing so much crap into that movie. Like I don't even know if Tracer's in it. Jung I Lee's know that's stupid. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm starting to see so much stuff in Akira's here. Akira's like, in it. Gundam's in it. I know. Yeah, the Iron Giant, the DeLoreans in it. It's like getting to the point where it's just like there's too much crap in this movie. <laughs> Stop it. Like, and that was funny that they had Tracer in the trailer, and I saw that, and I was just like, this is this is ridiculous. Like, it was at that moment I said, this is enough. Spielberg, what are you smoking? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, <laughs> like... I mean, I'm trying just, to find just, a list. I mean, just imagine, like, how many nerds are dying because of, of the massive boner that this is giving them. <laughs> Well, it's it's going from their the blood from their brain is going down there, and it's getting so big that they're going to pass out and die because of this. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. Worst ways to go. <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> the uh, I, like a Snorlax. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I don't know. I'm just the more I see from this movie, I'm, the less and less I am excited about it. And after, like, knowing about his the author's second book, Armada, and I know that, like, all he can do is nostalgia stuff and that's it, it, it kind of bothers me that that this is happening. Okay. I don't know. I, I just, I, I haven't read Ready Player One, and I should. It's been recommended to me, mm-hmm. and I should really read it before I, I go on to this, but I'm really getting sick of, of nostalgia trip stuff. I mean, leave it to Doug Walker. Leave it to his stuff. I mean, he does a good job when it comes to nostalgia. That's but different, though. It is different because it's more he's, critiquing. He's, yeah, it. he's critiquing it. He's not using it, saying, oh, "Remember this?" Yeah, that is true. <laughs> if he was, then his show never would have taken off. Right. I mean, if there was, if there's a right way and there's a wrong way. The right way would be doing something along the lines of like Kung Fury. Kung yeah. Fury plays with the nostalgia in a parody way, but in tongue a... Tongue-in-cheek, fl- yeah. It's tongue-in-cheek, but yet it makes it feel fresh and new every time you see it. Yeah, this one's a revolutionary... Like, a revolution with video game characters. It's, it feels like a video game revolution, and it, it's mm-hmm. like, that's stupid. Like, like, let's be honest, it's stupid. Like, it's Super Smash Brothers, the movie! Yeah, game. right, exactly. That's kind of what we're getting here. Although, granted, if, if you had a cast of Super Smash Brothers with Chun-Li... Tracer, um, Harry Potter characters, the Iron Giant, I would play that. Mm-hmm. That's what Ray, Ray okay. should be. It should be a video game, it should be Smash Brothers. Now, now here, here's a question, because you see the DeLorean. Yep. What if you see Rick and Morty ship in this? 
What if we find out that Rick and Morty is in this movie? Oh, then the Rick and Morty fans would lose their ever living minds. They would. They they would. They would. Their heads would explode. Yeah, like like Psyduck. <laughs> and scanners. <laughs> and scanners. Because uh, if Overwatch is in this movie, Rick and Morty can be in this movie. Uh, yeah, uh, unless um, what's his face, the writer Justin uh, Roiland. Justin Roiland is actually smart about this, and is just like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I could picture maybe being parodied in Rick and Morty itself. <laughs> yeah, no, it, yeah, exactly. That 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 would be more appropriate. Oh boy, oh geez, it looks like it's all of our favorite things from our childhood all in one area, man. <laughs> what could oh, be better? What could be oh, better? Hey, look, they're even standing all organized. There's season one sitting right there. There's season <laughs> two. There's oh, that was that was the teaser for season three. Hey, Poopy Butthole, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, we have we had a request from a fan to uh, do a waifu watch, which is long overdue. We haven't done one in forever, and uh, this was out of because of the drop of um, the Soul Caliber Six trailer. They want to know who our Soul Caliber husbando and waifus were, and I had to be I have to be honest. I had to look up the cast of Soul Caliber because it's been so long since I saw Mina. Huh? Song Mina. Song I already Mina. know mine. <laughs> yeah, she's got the um, Halber Blade. Right? Oh, man. I... Or Polax kind of... Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I, yeah. Uh, oh, I yeah. totally forgot about this character in... I mean, let's be real. Everyone's is Ivy. I, I, I just came up with a very clear answer which one's mine. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, oh, man, I'll have to... I, I remember... See, back in the day I, when it was appropriate for this sort of thing, it was Talim. Because when I started playing yeah. Soul Calibur, it was then at... Then you read the description and you find out she's 14. Well, <laughs> but here's the thing. At the time when I was like, Talim's cool, I was like 12. Okay. So, so you were actually younger than Talim. Yeah. Now it's creepy. Yeah, now I, was, I don't even want to touch that with Paul a... McConaughey. That's yeah. why I like video games. Yeah. I get older, they stay the same age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I wonder if Sungmina's in 6, because I think they cut her from some of the newer ones. See, they've only shown two people. They showed Cassandra, and then they showed um, Mitsurugi. Those were the okay. only two uh, characters that they have revealed for Soul Calibur 6, and it looks like a Soul Calibur game. Like, that's all there really is to it, is... And there'll be Nightmare, and then there'll be Astaroth. And there's going to be Cassandra, and Ivy's going to be in it. And, and then Cassandra's there, so is Sophitia. And probably Yoshimitsu. And probably Taki. Uh, and Spawn. Oh, man, Spawn. Oh, I, I loved that playing as Spawn. I, I loved it, too. I heard they're uh, teasing, because it's coming up with the Switch, too, as well, right? Not yet. They haven't announced that, but I wouldn't be too surprised. But thinking a new, um, uh, new Link cameo. Really? Nice little throwback to uh, Soul Calibur 2. Yeah, I've heard which the rumor was, they might try to go for Link. Which, let's be real, the GameCube version of Soul Calibur 2 was the best out of them. And it wasn't just because of Link, but because That's it actually got, looked visually better. That's where I got my love for Sun Mina. <laughs> that and 3. Those are my two games that I played. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I, I feel like, honestly, I feel like the cast of Soul Calibur is so forgettable. Mm. Yeah, I really, really. Like do. I'm, like no lie. Like I'm looking through them right now. I, I'm oh, more of like the, mm, uh, this one's cute. This the one's cute. There's the French fencer, whatever his name. Is Raphael. Raphael? Yeah. Yeah. No one played it for the characters. They played it for the weapons. Yeah, yeah it's the only. It's the well, not the only. I guess because Bushido oh, Blade was Yun a weapon-based fighter too. Yun Sung. Yeah, yeah, I saw the that Chinese sword fighter. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't know. I mean, everybody knows Ivy because dead ass. <laughs> that little, that not a lot of clothing at all, but yeah. she's like 50 years old. Right, which was like weird. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I never really had an affinity for any of the characters in, in, in this game at all. I, I it, Very few arcade games do I actually choose uh, female characters. I, like, typically in video games, like, playing a female character is cool. But in fighting games, I'm typically playing male characters. Like, uh, Tekken is uh, is Paul Phoenix for me. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, Soul Calibur, well, Soul Calibur was Spawn when yeah. I, I played it at, at its utmost. Uh, it was yeah, Soul Calibur two, Spawn, and um, then there was uh, um, Yoshimitsu, Mitsurugi, Waldo. Oh yeah, I did play as Waldo actually, yeah. which is he's horrifying still yeah. to this day. Absolutely yes. horrifying character. There's a great video online somewhere of. Two people playing Valdo doing a dance to Hot in Here by Nelly. <laughs> if you ever get the chance, look what? that up. <laughs> wow. I do not want Valdo to take off play. all his clothes. I think a piece of him just flew by. <laughs> <laughs> well, short and simple waifu watch. But um, now that we've, for the most part, finished our food... I see that you got your KFC snacker there. Yes, we all got the same thing, but then I got a snacker. A snacker on top. <laughs> I have some. I have some other Japanese snacks. Would you like to try some? Mm. Okay. Uh, Shall we prepare a barrel for him? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. All right. Now, I did actually have some snacks with me that I had brought, or that Andrew brought back from Japan. Mm-hmm. But my dog ate him. So, uh, what do you mean your dog ate him? My, uh, exactly that. My dog went up into my room where he's not supposed to go, and he ate some of my Japanese snacks from Japan. So I said, thank you, Max. It's from all the way on the other side of the world. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm surprised he's not dead. I know. Me too, actually, uh, because they were chocolate-filled cream puffs, and um, he's perfectly fine. This dog has eaten entire entire chocolate bars. He's a dachshund, and he's eaten entire chocolate bars. And he, he is fine. Well, he's not fine mentally, actually. That's like, <laughs> he's 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 not because we got him as a broken dog. But um, what is, it called? is it like an Asperger dog? <laughs> <laughs> no. And you're the only person who would ever be allowed to say that. So yes. no, that's why I'm laughing. But um, uh, he's like he, like he was an abuse came from an abused home, and he, like he, he's got this really weird affinity for food, and it's just not good. <laughs> so. He ate my he ate my food. Okay, and I and I hate him. So, <laughs> um, so let's start with something really simple. Okay, I got some pucho. Pucho is my utmost favorite candy of of any of all time now, and typically it only comes from Japan, but they've started selling it in the states now, which I'm super happy about. It's become it's starting to catch on like high chew was and stuff like that. Yeah. So here's a uh, a regular. One. This is a strawberry. Uh, one. I actually think it actually has real. I keep saying actually. It has real bits of strawberry in it, and it's really good. Um, oh yeah, I see it. I like how the little character in the wrapper is just sitting on a book. They're all different. Every wrapper is different. Oh nice. I've never seen a, the same one twice. Yeah, this one is lying. It looks like a pop tart with an eye. <laughs> yeah, this one looks like it's trying to read, except it's not doing a very good job. 
It's just literally <laughs> laying stomach first on top of a book looking upwards. Oh, yeah, this one's kind of like what that one's doing, too. Mine is... I, mine's um, looks like it's walking up stairs that are ascending into heaven because there's, like, god rays coming up. Mm-hmm. So this is a regular Pucho candy. Very good. Mm-hmm. When I first originally tried them, it was from... Um, oh, they're so chewy and juicy. Mm. <laughs> um... They were promoting uh, Love Live, and they had Love Live keychains on them, and I swore to collect them all, which I did. And that was like a passion fruit sort of flavor to it, and they had gummies inside the gummies that were different textures, so that when you would eat it, it was like eating two gummies at once, and it was the most amazing texture ever, and they were delicious. Yeah. Every single one of them is a little different. I got these ones here that were, um, that are brand new. Uh, These ones are lemon. And these ones are my favorite of all time. Like, maybe my all-time favorite candy ever. Lemon Pucho. Mm-hmm. So just grab that right there. So to describe a Pucho, it's like a like a Starburst, kind of, but it's like a thicker, taffy-like texture to it. Uh, and Ooh. the Lemon Pucho... Ooh. It's sour, but it's a right kind of sour. Mm-hmm. It's lemony and... The cool part is, I feel like I'm tasting miniature lifesavers inside here too. Mm-hmm. It has sugar crystals inside of it. Yeah, lemon, oh. lemon flavored sugar crystals that you crunch through. So you get this gummy with little shards of crunches in it. So good. I got KFC Pucho. Mm. It's, it's Pucho with, with a chicken body. It's like oh. some weird form of a griffin, <laughs> like a Pucho griffin. <laughs> A pita griffin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so that was just a warm up because I I I love Pucho. Want to introduce you guys to that? This one, I don't even know what it is. Uh, well, that's a great way to start things off. Morinaga. It's a. It comes in a bottle. That's like a ramen bottle. Yeah, that it's in the shape of a ramen bottle. And. It's like a mini ramen bottle, but there's hard candies on the inside of it. And I have no idea what they taste like. I just saw them on the shelf in the store. We have a local candy shop that sells Asian food uh, as well. And so I just grabbed stuff off the shelf and um, thought I'd try it. So, there you go. Those are actually laundry detergent tablets? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Come on. Hey! So I have no idea what these are. Everything on this package is is Japanese. There's no English on it whatsoever. I've got one that has a happy face on it, and then one that has no design. They they have faces on them? I have one that does. Yeah, I have one. Oh! Yeah, I see that. I have the one where, when you ever see an anime character like this, it's like, Oh, jeez, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's a different face. That's cool. Alright, so I have no idea what these are, so let's try them. I mean, I don't hate it. It's ramen. It actually is a ramen flavored candy. Yeah. All right. That's that. I don't know. It's like that generic candy flavored yeah. taste. Mm-hmm. Pez. It's yeah. Neko. Neko candies. No, it's better than that. It's not. It's not much better than that, but it is better than that. This candy is weird because it. it it's like a. 
it's it's like a protein pill tablet sort of thing like a like a it, it kind of just looks like an aspirin like one of those generic aspirins that yeah. you take off the shelf considering that none of it's in english if someone didn't know better you could probably sell that to them as drugs <laughs> they look like little pills with yes hair. with happy faces on them yeah. i'm going on a trip man <laughs> um but no it, and then like you bite into it and it just turns into powder mm. it, it, it's that's kind of cool uh, but yeah, it's it's literally just a uh, a ramenate flavored candy. Let's keep the trend going. I have these lemon ones. They're like le- lemon drops, and you can see that there's this really weird cartoon um, face on it that also might be interpreted inappropriately if you look at the shape of the the face. Yep, e pluribus anus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Community. It's the community flag. It's the community flag. Exactly. Greendale Community College. Uh, It's a... It took him five hours to realize it was a butthole. So, it's it's a gummy candy. I just pulled it out of the the package, and they stuck together. And I, I don't know how I feel about this, actually. Well... I'm only going to bite half of it. Uh, so it looks like... A wafer. A, yeah, like a Mentos, but it's like squishy. Oh. And... That is sour. Oh, hell yeah. Wow. That's pretty good. Mm. I think wow. You're, I think they're supposed to suck on... Oh, wow. <laughs> That's really oh. sour. Oh, God. Evan's got that butthole face going. <laughs> <laughs> And he goes for the water. Wow, your face is really red, Evan. <laughs> really? Hmm. That's pretty sour. That's probably the the um. That's probably the most sour thing I've ever tasted coming out of Japan. Yeah. And it actually is supposed to have that texture. I'm reading here at the bottom. The only English on it says "super hard lemon gummy." <laughs> so it has. <laughs> <laughs> so it has. Like that that rubbery texture to it that's really hard to bite into, mm-hmm. yet it's still gummy. <laughs> Do you need a minute, Derek? <laughs> Just some in- immature jokes are good. <laughs> no, that's that's weird. Like I've never tasted a texture like this before. Me neither. I've never had a textured gu- gummy flavor like. Like this, it's it's like really really hard to bite through on your first go around. You actually have to. It seems like it's work chewy, it. but it just kind of like bends in your mouth as opposed. Yeah, to it really does. Do you want another one? No. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. No, Evan. No. You're, you're gonna pass on that one. Right, here, I'm I'll, pass I'll leave on. this one to the side so we can keep moving on. Yeah. Um. I'm worried if I have more than one of those a day, it's gonna just. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Grip through my taste buds. I'm never going to taste anything sweet ever again. Here, eat this, and I will do the same. Oh my god. Okay, so I just handed Derek three, and I'm going to have the other three. All right, you have to place them as flat as possible on your tongue. All right, hold on. What if I were to record this and post this on the Wicked Anime Facebook page? (sighs) Sure. One, two, three. (laughs) Your faces are both going really red right now. Like, I I kid you not, you went from white to red in like five seconds. Woo! <laughs> yeah. So that's probably the most sour candy I've ever had from Japan. Mm-hmm. Not the most uh, sour candy that I've had in America, but in Japan, yeah, pretty good. And that was the whole package. <laughs> that's everything. Cost me seven bucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to chew. <laughs> it just sits there. I want to get rid of them. All right, what else we got? I don't know what this is. Uh, sour paper is what it's called. Wait, no. Uh, yeah, paper? Yeah, I think it's called sour paper. I'm going to open it up and see what it is. It, it, if you see here, it's got like a little cartoon soda bottle on it. Mm. So it might be cola flavored. Oh. Because um, that's actually a very... Sour cola? It's actually a very popular uh, flavor in Japan is cola flavored stuff. Mm. Um, you find most candies have it. Uh, uh, so, right off the bat, just smell that. It's weird, right? So. Okay, so I'm getting that sort of, alright, I don't know the last when the last time you guys were in church, but it smells like the incense they burn during Palm Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it smells closer to paper than to cola. <laughs> Ew, I don't know if I want to try this. It smells like Christmas. <laughs> uh, so it's it looks like one of those uh, sour straw ribbons, <laughs> but it's brown. It looks like like oh, magical cool. cartoon beef jerky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what it looks like. <laughs> Does anybody want to try do, try this? Because I'm not sure if I do. Beef jerky. <laughs> uh, All right, give 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 me a little piece. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'll take a little piece. Sour paper. I feel like I brought this on to you. One. So. Evan's already wincing. This just tastes really terrible. Not good. Not good at all. It's just confusing. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah, it, it doesn't taste like food. <laughs> a little bit like cola, though. Okay. Not, not no. Like, no. 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 Evan. <laughs> it tastes like... Ugh. It, oh, it, that's... Tastes, it tastes like expired maple syrup. <laughs> With sour crystals in it. Ooh. This segment brought to you by Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> ugh. Yeah, I cannot stop going, ugh. It's just, ugh. Yes. That's the worst. Oh, Japan, you failed me with your candies. So let's try Pringles. Or, or Chip Star. Chip Star potato chips. Uh, Nori Shio flavor. This Smash Mouth sponsored us. <laughs> Oh, and they totally do it wrong inside the Pringles tube. 
They just have... They have a wrapper inside the Pringles tube, yeah. The entire tube is useless. <laughs> once or you, the entire wrapper is useless. Once you pop, you have to you have to do a little bit more work. Yeah. To pop, get a chip clip, wrap that up, put it in there, <laughs> pop it back on. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to try these afterwards because they say that the, the best... Uh, the sell-by date... I've had these for a while. So the sell-by date was for May. Of what year? This year. Okay. <laughs> But it was wrapped. Yeah. So I'm going to trust it, and that's why I'm eating okay. these with you. Okay, so apparently there's a part down here where you rip it off. Huh. You rip off this bottom here. All right. Evan, you want to try one? Big, I guess. You can't even Pringles right. <laughs> it once smells like poke, a Pringle. Once you poke the bottom. <laughs> She'll be very disappointed. <laughs> depending on the person. Chip time. Okay. All right, that's not bad. Actually, it's really good. Mm. It tastes like a Pringle. You want them? I don't. <laughs> I don't. Maybe I Nabisco it. actually makes... Is it really a Nabisco product? Yeah. Oh, look. Right. Oh my gosh, yeah, right at the top mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Huh. Nabisco, Popstar, Norishu. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good on those. Yeah. They got a weird aftertaste. Yeah. They... Like musky. It could be stale. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It could be stale. Um, I mean, I know they're one and the same, but it kind of makes you makes it feel like you're eating those potato sticks. Yeah, they're fun. They're fun to eat, but then you realize as you're trying to swallow it down, <laughs> these are not so great. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, well, what's not, going on with this? Not worse than the soda paper. Um. Oh, this. I figured that it would just be a good chaser for all this. It's men's pocky. <laughs> now I've actually had men's pocky before. It's very good. Yeah. I, I wish we had the female perspective on these. Well, you know it's men's pocky because... Well, A, it opens like a pack of cigarettes, by the way. B, <laughs> yes. it's got hearts on the top. Smoking is bad. It's got hearts on the top? It's got hearts oh. on the top. Yeah. Hearts yes. for men. I don't... I think... <laughs> this will be a good chaser for the end of it, but... Seeing that we're in appropriate company for it, here, have some men's pocket. Well, this is it for the edible stuff. Ugh. What about the other stuff that we have in the fridge? Oh yeah, yeah. We always we always end the snack segment with uh, some some ramen, uh, which I did bring. You see, I feel like this is like the best dark chocolate. Mm. Like this Weird. isn't this isn't Godiva in a box. This is Godiva from the store. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, here you go. I don't know how this is really different, but I mean, yeah, it, the dark chocolate definitely comes through on this one. Mm-hmm. Good antioxidants. I'm going to save the other ones for another time because we don't have a lot of time and these ones take time. So I'll save these ones for like a video. Okay. Um, they're, they're the kind of Japanese snacks that you need to make. Oh, Jesus. So, so like they're like the craft ones. I won't say what I'm looking at here. Uh, no, you can. This one's like mochi. You make yourself. You have to hit it and you have to mix it up. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Check out this one. It's a squatting toilet that you put sugar in and then you whip it up like cotton candy. <laughs> That's where I make my cotton candy. How about you? <laughs> I got a massive array of drinks. Which, let's see, we have raspberry flavored ramen, which I don't think I've ever tried raspberry flavored before. Mm-hmm. I have um, watermelon. I don't think I've tried watermelon. I have, I've had watermelon. Yeah, that one seems pretty common. Mango. I've never tried mango. Um, coconut. <laughs> And then I have these ones, UCC bottles. 
Um, these are creamy sodas. Melon creamy soda and mango creamy soda. Um, I have no idea. What, do you want to try these ones first? Because I, I feel like I should be grabbing some Dixie cups. We'll, we'll yeah. So this is the um, melon creamy soda. It comes in a bottle that looks like a CO2 tank. Is there even carbonation? Mm. These ones are not expired. I bought these like a week ago. Yeah. And, well, it says soda. I'm like, okay, is there fizz? Ooh, it, it, it is thick. It, it's a thick soda. Uh-huh. Here. Like, like almost the consistency of um, melted sherbet. Okay. Right? It's viscous. <laughs> yeah. And, like, you, you, you move it around the cup and it kind of, it kind of bunches up. Yeah, it looks like melted melted sherbet. Mm-mm. Doesn't really have a smell to it. This is melon flavored, so no, it has a smell. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Kind of like a bubble gum. Like that's what melon has. So right. it's actually not bad. I like it. Yeah. I think it's tasty. It seems like a really good medicine flavor taste. <laughs> like something that doctors are really happy they finally made this horrible tasting thing at least taste like this, so people can be like, "All right, yeah, I can drink this." Yeah. <laughs> It's survivable. I like it. I, I mean, this too. this is what melon you know melon tastes like. It's pretty authentic. Here, actually, just keep that one over there, and uh, let's try I, let's try I the mango. Guarantee it's going to be still there when by, by the time. Is That's out. fine. That's fine. I brought these for the show, so if anybody wants to keep drinking them, this is the melon one, also in a nos can. Um, Wait, is it mean mango that one? Oh yeah, did I say melon? Yeah, this one's mango. Ooh, and that one. Definitely has a very heavy melon smell to it. Mango. Mango smell. That's unbelievable. I can't believe I did that again. Like, right <laughs> off the bat. That's Similar mango. texture. Oh, yeah. A little too mango. I mean, it's... I'm going to say this is definitely the better flavor. The, me- the melon one? Melon is definitely... It's actually melon. Yeah, melon is definitely the better flavor. Yeah, but mango isn't bad. It's an authentic. Can I can I actually see the um, yeah the mango one? That's this one has no artificial color. But what about this one? You know that one's tasty. <laughs> you can only get your bottle deposit in Hawaii. Let's see. Oh wow! High fructose corn syrup, uh, evaporated skim milk. Yeah. Citric acid, uh, ascorbic acid, artificial flavor. Sodium citrate, um, acylphane K, K. components of milk may be precipitated. That does not affect the quality of the product. Please do not freeze. Content liquid expands and container may be damaged. It could explode. Yeah, Yeah, it could explode. Uh, Please avoid the place of direct... Oh, English... Please avoid the place of direct sunlight and high temperature for a long time. Yeah, that place. <laughs> the place. <laughs> this must be the place. Thanks, talking heads. Uh, Refrigerate after opening and drink in a short period of time. Quick, drink! Ah! <laughs> that explains their beer commercials. <laughs> or their culture of drinking in, in general. Maybe. Just drink it! Drink it all! <laughs> Alright. No, that, those aren't bad. No, they were pretty good. Let's try the ramen. Okay. I'm gonna which one do you want to save for last? Um let, let's let's save coconut. I think coconut is probably going to be the weirdest one. Yeah. Uh so I'll save coconut for last. Let's try, we want to do raspberry. Actually, you know what? Here, everybody grab 
Right. Do you want what, which one do you want? Do you want raspberry, mango? Which one's that one, Evan? This one is watermelon. Watermelon or coconut? Uh, which do you want? I'll do mango. That way I can compare and contrast. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, here you go. Mango. Mm-hmm. All right, then I'll go with raspberry. Are we just opening it and pointing it to the cups this time around? Yeah, we'll do that. But we'll that way we can each try it. Ow. Uh, we'll trade them off. Right. There we go. Mm. See, I've always liked the watermelon flavor. Yeah, watermelon's good. Very good. Let's get in on this raspberry. I like. Oh, this is glowing. Ooh, fizzy, fizzy, fizzy. Ooh, the raspberry smells awesome, and it tastes awesome. Mm -hmm. Oh, you guys want your subtle mango? Here it is. (laughs) Is it? Is it like? It's good. It's palatable. (laughs) Yeah. Here, here's raspberry. Um, All right, let's like pass it around like a loop. So I've got the mango one now. And I have watermelon. And I'm rocking raspberry. That sounds like one of those like early late 90s, early 2000 uh, candies that you find on the shelf. Rockin' raspberry. Oh, it's my favorite curry sun flavor. It's weird because I'm getting a very pina colada vibe from this mango. I do not like the watermelon. Really? Ooh. Mm. Raspberry's bomb. Uh-huh. Yeah, raspberry's really good. <laughs> watermelon, not taking it. I don't like I don't like it very much. I'm surprised. Well, okay. my turn. All right. All right, now you get the mango. Yeah, I got the raspberry. To quote Chris Kattan, you can't have the mango. <laughs> <laughs> Less, but at least the raspberry flavor. Because I find raspberry flavors still the best. Oh. <laughs> it's it weird. Smells right? tangy. Like yeah, it's I, weird, I get right? that like tangy reaction in my mouth just from smelling it like yeah <laughs> the one that you kind of shudder back from for a second and you're like i don't know if i want to do this it's actually not as bad uh once you try it why do you lie to me <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> uh, okay so it isn't that bad but it's uh, maybe it's just maybe it's i don't like watermelon drinks personally i might be a little biased for that one i do though mm-hmm and yeah, I'm, okay, I'm not a fan of this. So you've never here. done, like, the, the watermelon that's filled with vodka? No. This tastes like one of those, like, freeze pops that's melted. Yeah. Um, I'm not really like a fan of... that thing. <laughs> I'm not really a fan of this mango, either. Yeah, the mango is a loser for me. It's at least more muted. It's yes, like, it is. Yeah. It's not as strong as the creamy soda. But let's try coconut. Okay. My Dixie cup <laughs> is almost melted, by the way. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. All right. <laughs> Have I ever told you what one of my least favorite flavors are? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. That's why I said this one for last. Wait, yeah. Wait, have you drank it already? No. No, I've just barely taken one whiff and oh my god. Ready? Ready. I, I can smell it from here and I'm sitting a foot back from it. I guess I'm ready. <laughs> ready? One, two, three. Creamy. It's actually not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, I had Malibu rum once before too. <laughs> It kind of reminds me, I don't know if you've ever had the Arizona's pina colada drinks. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of that. But I feel like there's a much richer taste, taste in this than there is in the Arizona ones. It just reminds me of the coconut jelly bellies. <laughs> no? Not a fan? Could be worse. It could I... be the earwax flavored. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> earwax flavored drinks? Yeah, earwax flavored uh, <laughs> flavored ramen. 
There's a fetish for everything. <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. Even I kind of gagged when I said that. <laughs> okay. That's enough drink for me. It is. Me too. <laughs> that is enough. I, I feel like all the flavors in my belly right now are like belly yeah. to the death. I know. I might be... I mean, I'm going to just destroy your bathroom before I hit the road, Evan. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, now that that's done, what's everyone been watching? Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. We're still doing a podcast thing. Yes, we are. That's <laughs> what Coconut will do. I haven't really been watching that much, to be honest. I, I'm still just kind of trudging through my my shows. I watched an American film last night, uh, Free Fire. Which one's that one? It's a movie that takes place in 1970s Boston. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's uh, about a gun deal that goes wrong. And oh, gee! It's it's literally an, a one hour and a half gunfight. But and Sherido Sher- Copley's in it, and Army Hammer, okay. and uh, who else? Uh, Brie Larson is in it, and they're all components of different sides of a of a criminal gun deal in a Boston warehouse. And the gun, uh, the gun deal goes wrong. Everybody has guns, so they start shooting at each other. And it's literally like an hour and a half of this gunfight. And what makes the movie is its brilliant dialogue. Um, so not anime, but that's what I watched. <laughs> I, I highly recommend it. Like what kind of dialogue are we talking about? Tarantino esque? Are we talking like Martin McDonough style dialogue? Martin McDonough more more on the side of Martin McDonough. Um, I mean, like the characters are. Almost cartoon characters of themselves, you know, in uh, okay in this film, and the way that, like, even though they're on opposite ends of a gunfight, they'll still like playfully yell at each other. Like, there's this, there's a guy who's at the beginning of the deal's name's Frank, and you know he's um and he's like an, he's like the old guy in the room, and Army Hammer's character is this guy who's who's the middleman for everybody, like the gun dealer and these other guys. He's the middleman getting them together for this and he was just hired solely for that purpose but he's yelling at the old guy who's like he's shooting at him at this time but he's like are you not dead yet Frank I thought you'd be dead from collecting your pension you know like <laughs> it's it's like it's and then and then Frank laughs at that because he thinks it's funny because he's like oh it's an old joke but like they're they're enemies and they're shooting at each other trying to kill each other and there's dialogue like that throughout the whole movie mm-hmm. but yeah it, it takes place in one scene uh, all one you know moment in time Hmm. It's it's really good. Interesting. Yeah. Derek, how about you? What's been uh, new in the Dragon Ball universe? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, anyone who's been listening and remembers me on the show will know that I am waiting for tonight's episode of Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, we know it's going to end in March. I'm going to do a lot better than I did last time and not actually give any spoilers away, but the Tournament of Power is still going. And Is it going to end-end? Like, uh, when Dragon Ball Super ends in March, you say... Is going to end the series. They have confirmed that Dragon Ball will still continue in video games, manga, and anime. They didn't say Dragon Ball Super. They just said Dragon Ball. So they might come up with a new series afterwards, call it something different. But isn't that the same, though? I mean, technically, Dragon Ball Super is also yeah. Dragon Ball Z. It probably has to do yes. with, like, licensing and stuff, and who's got the rights, what, per, you know, production. Dragon Ball Duper. <laughs> Super and Duper. <laughs> Toriyama has also come out and said he's open to the idea of new storylines that exist in the middle of existing storylines, where he said a quote basically to the effect of, 
well, yeah, this story happened, but while that was going on, this was actually happening at the same time. You just so maybe we'll see it. what happened on Earth while they were out trying to fight Frieza. <laughs> I would love to see a future saga. I mean, it would be there would be no Goku in there because future Goku is dead. But going back to the future Trunks world mm. and showing actually how he grew up with all the Z fighters dead. But um, Goku dies like a thousand times. Yes. But remember, in the future Trunks arc, Goku doesn't come back. And if you die from natural causes, you cannot be brought back. Everyone's always murdered and they're brought back. The but reason you... why Trunks came back is because Goku died of a heart disease. Oh. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I really didn't. I remember that, actually. Yeah, his first time back, he came back with heart pills saying, in three months, you're going to get really sick. Have these. Huh. Yep. That was messed up. <laughs> yep. Although if you think about it, with Goku's diet, it's not a surprise that he gets heart disease. <laughs> <laughs> Eat everything as quick as possible, empty the table, and demand more. Me. <laughs> well, you um, well, as our listeners will have hopefully seen, I did an unboxing of the limited edition of the anime series Squid Girl. Yeah. Now, this is a show that came out back in 2010. I loved it to death back then. And so I've been rewatching it, and it's actually aged really, really well. Yeah, it was a cute, uh, silly series. Yes, you know? like each episode is split into three different stories, like three seven-minute stories, and just has like Squid Girl just interacting with the human characters and her new surroundings of sorts. Mm. And it's very entertaining, and I do think that the box set that Sentai Filmworks did might actually be the best one they've done so far. Mm. Even beating out the Monster Musume one. What would have made it a perfect one would be if it had maybe like the soundtrack, like what the Monster Musume, and I think the Food Wars one had too, but this one didn't have the soundtrack. But I was actually very interested in hearing what Sentai Filmworks did with the dub, because as people know, season one initially was licensed by Media Blasters. Yep. And when they dubbed it, it kind of sucked. Uh-huh. But but I will say this: Who um, Christine uh, Capabolis, I believe her name is, who plays Squid Girl yep. in this version and in the nude version, did a great job as Squid Girl, even in the Media Blasters dub. And I think the only other character that was really good was Takeru, who I think was Christina V in mm-hmm. the uh, Media Blasters dub. But in the new Sentai dub for season two and the OVAs, because they kept the original dub for season one. But in season two, it's um, Greg Ayers that's playing Takiro, the little brother. Yep. And it's good. I'm not going to say it's a perfect English dub. Because, as people know, the one flaw of Squid Girl is the puns can get really, really dry pretty fast. <laughs> but you can kind of overlook them because what's happening on the screen is very entertaining. Yep. Right. So, but I will say that they did a really good job with dubbing season two and... I haven't watched the OVAs yet, but from what I've watched of the season two, it's a pretty, pretty good dub. And if anybody is interested in watching Squid Girl, before they even think about buying it, like I said, you can watch both the uh, sub and the dub on uh, Sentai's High Dive Network. Hmm. Um, I don't know if it's there or on there. You can watch it for free with, with commercials. I've, I've personally never tried High Dive yet, but I've been wanting to. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, short what we're watching as well, but uh, I think we're going to be wrapping up soon. Yes. And there wouldn't be a Christmas episode of Wicked Anime without a very special list of Christmas demands. 
Ooh, so we're my first one. <laughs> so um, if you have any any uh, sort of Christmas demands that you would like to make for Christmas this year, you can you can say them here. But first, in Christmas demand tradition, please don't crash. All right, we actually got a ton of Christmas demands from uh, our wicked fan Sean. From uh, also Frostbeard the Pornmaster from uh, Friday Night Fan Fiction. Yep. Uh, and he was the one who really, really kicked this off for us. He sent us like 10. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, the first one uh, being it's that time of year again, time for some Christmas demands. This uh, For Christmas this year, I Christmas demand the next volume of Black Lagoon. Now, anybody who knows Black Lagoon, it's been. It's been ages. It, like it, it's ages between each release of the volume because they keep, the uh, artist keeps uh, going on hiatus over and, and over, over and oh. over again. It's him and the Berserk Rider. They go on vacation together and they just don't ever return. Yeah, this year for Christmas, uh, I Christmas demand Monster Hunter World to be released for Christmas. You kind of got your wish with the beta. Yeah, it's true. Uh, we have uh, something. Beta demands. These are demands. <laughs> <laughs> That we have something really important going on on the release date of Monster Hunter Worlds. I forget what it is, but Andrew is very disappointed that we will not legitimately be home for the release of Monster Hunter Worlds mm. at the start of the new year. All I want for Christmas are free trips to Japan. Hashtag Christmas demands. Mm. Uh, Come on, Elon Musk. Make that happen. <laughs> And also, uh, Sean, Christmas demands that we meet up for Anime Boston this year. Yes. Yeah. Maybe. If Frostbeard is part of this, he will have to uh, maybe take part in the judging aspect of who cringe last. Ah, yeah, that would be amazing. I'll like, show him the ropes. <laughs> Christmas demand that you that you judge our violent game show. Um, <laughs> this year for Christmas, all I want is for Senpai to notice me. Uh, we've noticed you, Frostbeard. All I want for Christmas is for everyone to live happily with their waifus and husbands. I think we get this one every year with their waifus and husbandos. Every year somebody Christmas demands that everybody lives happily with their waifus and husbandos. <laughs> I almost but what does Giga tell you? Your waifu doesn't love you. <laughs> it's true. It, it, it is true. It's, it's sad, but it's true. It's true. Can't love you on the other side of a screen. No. Uh... <laughs> And uh, Sean also Christmas demands that they simultaneously release uh, do English releases for Japanese games. Which ones specifically? I have no idea. Well, I know they're doing that for Monster Hunter Worlds. Yes, that is a good thing. Which, by the way, this is the first Monster Hunter Worlds that actually has English uh, language in it. Uh, most Monster Hunter games just have text with like... Like that sim speak. Yep. <laughs> All I want for Christmas is for Shinji to get in the damn robot. <laughs> it's never going to happen. No. Not without a... Crying fit. Yeah, crying fit. You know what? You want, I think Shinji needs to have a visit from his future sister. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Mamoru Hosoda will make his Christmas demands come true. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, Sean uh, wants uh, all he wants for Christmas is to have the American live action adaption of Ghost in the Shell purged from his memory. Is it really that bad? I don't know. But I, then, if it's purged from your memory, not, if, if you know it, you know to look away. 
you could just like totally set yourself up to blindly see it again and not realize what you're about to see. This, if it was purged from your memory, would you be like, oh, like suddenly Ghost, Ghost in the, the Shell, Shell live action this movie? Would be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Why, yes, please. It would be like or a twisted circle. <laughs> 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 then you would curse yourself into a, just a, a eternal fire. Etern- of yeah, forgetting it. I Christmas demand you make a Twilight episode of that Twilight Zone episode of that. I Christmas demand that when they finally come out with Pokemon on the Switch, they will actually make it more online compatible and more maybe not a true MMORPG, but at least have more of an online community rather than. You can say hello, hi, or how are you. Take your pick. <laughs> <laughs> I Christmas demand Danny DeVito in a Meowth onesie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I Christmas demand that Goku not be the winner of the Tournament of Power. <laughs> oh, really? I want to see that happen. Yeah. Who do you want to see win? Who, who do you Christmas demand the victory to? I put my money down on 18. Good, Always good. She's had a couple eliminations, but one thing they've they've almost breezed over the fact the team captain is Gohan, mm-hmm. and they've made no reference of it since he was the team captain at the beginning. Really? So I really am hoping they make because he was supposed to be the main protagonist during the whole Cell saga, but then after that happened, people were like, "We want more Goku." So it's like, okay, let's bring Goku back again, and here's Boo. You know. <laughs> So I'd really like Gohan to finally be the big hero once again, like with the Cell battle. <laughs> Not Saiyaman. Hmm? Not Saiyaman? Oh, man. <laughs> I, I don't know who the Saiyaman is. That is a wonderful superhero. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I Christmas demand that the My Hero Academia movie gets a simultaneous release. Mm. So when we when Japan gets it, we get it at the same time. I Christmas demand good anime. We've had good anime. Yeah. This year has had some of the best and some of the worst that we've seen in the longest time, I uh, think. I agree. And, you know, I could, I'm could. i worried that that might lead to what happened between the years of 2009 and uh, 2012, which was there was almost no really outstanding anime during that time period. Like, there may have been, like, one or two series, but... There wasn't like a season of holy shit. This all, all this stuff is really good. And then there was Aramanga Sensei. Yeah, <laughs> but you see with Aram, I know we're gonna. Now, I, know we're, I know we're gonna talk about it maybe in the wiki show, but like Aramanga Sensei, I hate because there really isn't anything I could really hate it for. <laughs> um, speaking of, this would be a good se- a segue into our next episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast, mm-hmm. which is our Wikis episode. Right. The next time that, that you hear us on the Wicked Anime Podcast, it will be time to decide what is the best anime of 2017. 17. Yes. So that episode is going to be coming out on January 10th, I think. Right. So it'll already be the beginning of the new year, and we're going to be watching um, shows from the new season. Yep. So after but when we one, record it, it's actually going to be right at the end of the previous season, of this winter season. Right. This fall season, rather. Yep. So um, you're going to hear the wikis, and then the episode after that, you're going to be here us talking about the brand new season of 2018 anime. Mm-hmm. So um, look forward to that, because 
man, we're going to close out this year with a bang. It's probably going to be a good episode of the Wiggies, I think. I think so, too. I mean, I know there might be a couple people that aren't going to be part of it because they didn't watch enough anime. Yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have a feeling that a lot of these that we're going to be giving awards to are anime that are going to be deserving of said awards. Yeah. Um, so, let's do some uh, fan service before we get into the shameless plugs. Sure. Um... So we, we don't have much fans. Temsu sent us a story uh, that uh, he was like, is this strange news? Is it not? I figured that I would save it for fan service because I didn't really know where to fit it in. Right. But um, Go ahead, Temsu. Long time no see. Hope to see it in Anime Boston again. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so there, he sent us the story of this model that has been taking over the internet of the Japanese uh, airwaves. It's a Taiwanese model. Um, who has been stunning the world with her 110 centimeter long legs? Um, just, just uh, the utmost un- disproportionate, probably more disproportionate than Alita's eyes in this in this Battle Angel Alita trailer. Um, so, like, people have been losing their minds about about her, uh, and he sent us over the article. I'll link it in the description for everybody to see. Um, so that everybody can see this giraffe woman. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so every, everybody yeah, can, everybody can see what we're talking about here. I was going to say, I tried looking for it, but unfortunately I just went with uh, Taiwanese model legs and it did not go so well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pulling it up right now, actually. I mean, good pictures, but... <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that we can actually show. It's just actually being a little bit slow right now. My same oh, search shit. was on, thank you. No, <laughs> oh, I have legs. Yeah. Yeah. No no big reveal to it. She has long legs. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Those are legs. Legs. Legs! And she knows how to use them. <laughs> oh. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 I, I involuntary. <laughs> I am so sorry, listeners, that you had to hear that. Uh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, so there's more. There's like more of these. Like, it's like I can't stop showing these. <laughs> Those are really long legs. Those are very, very long legs. I'll I'll put the the article viewers in. at home. How long do you think the legs are? <laughs> uh, if you're playing at home, <laughs> hold your arms out this wide. <laughs> Keep going. Okay, I guess I'm following you on Instagram. <laughs> have you announced the categories for the wikis yet? We actually have some stuff written down, but it hasn't been finalized yet. Yeah, we have not finalized categories. I can guarantee you best anime of the year will be in there. <laughs> <gasps> <gasps> what? I thought you were gonna do last year's one again. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> last year's. We're gonna start doing some anime Boston uh, updates for you right off the bat too, because they've already started uh, started putting announcements together. Like right, we have yeah. Flow that's coming. Yeah, who's I'm fighting very dreamers. 
It's that one Naruto song that everybody knows, and that's it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, no, they've done this theory, the theme song for Eureka Days, which yeah. is Eureka Seven, which is the song Days. Yeah. Um, they did the song Colors, which was the opening theme to Code Geass. They also did Oof. Tales of Zestalia, the X. They've done a lot. They're, they are one of the most popular uh, Japanese rock bands out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and they're cool too. They they're, are. They're, they look like they're a lot of fun to watch. Uh, and then Asuka. Um, right. Who's who's, she's an up-and-comer, but if you're familiar with a Sentai's, a Sentai's Life, she did the theme song, the end theme, Edelweiss, mm. which is not related to the Edelweiss song from The Sound of Music, by the way. <laughs> just want to throw that out there, just in case. <laughs> it's not but a... she's got a very good voice. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what she does. Nice. So um, that, I, that's all we have for fan service. If, if we had anything else... I totally missed it. I'm sorry. We'll get it in, in the next episode. But I, I don't think that we did. I don't think we'll even have time in the next episode with all the no, awards. We're the Wikis is usually always so long that we really don't even have time uh, to, to go through that. So um, with that, let's get to some shameless plugs. If you guys want to join in on this conversation, if you want to give us some... Uh, uh, some Christmas demands. They will most likely be New Year's resolution demands. Yeah. You know? Some anime resolutions. That would, that would be kind of fun. Yeah, um, anime resolutions. And we'll start kick the year off with those two. Uh, you can email us them at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. You can find us on facebook.com and post them there if you want to. All of our uh, posts, all of our news, all of our interest conversations happen on facebook.com. You could definitely go like that page and... Uh, um, follow us there. You can find our videos at youtube.com slash wicked anime reviews. You can find our podcasts anywhere that podcast can be found iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Audio Boom, um, uh, Podchaser, which is uh, now a uh, place specifically for podcasts. You can rate and review there. If you ever give us uh, a rating and a review there, we'll happily read it on the show. Same with iTunes. Um, you can find all of this content, though, at nerdyshow.com slash wickedanime. If you can't remember where to find anything, just go to nerdyshow.com, go to the Wicked Anime tab, and uh, you'll find every piece of content that we've ever released on there. Uh, if you want to follow us on other social medias, you can tweet us at Yo Wicked Anime. That's where, uh, where Frostbeard had uh, posted all of his uh, Christmas demands to us. Mm-hmm. And you can find us at Tumblr and all kinds of other uh, social medias. As such, we're all over the place, you know. And uh, Wicked Anna Play is is one of them as well. Uh, and uh, we will be doing game streams there sometime eventually. We've been very busy recently. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I'm supposed to be getting new videos out too, but that just certainly hasn't been happening. Yeah, maybe during this holiday season. I hope so. I'm yeah. I got I got a good Christmas break coming up, so um, I'm hoping to get get me some videos out during that time. That would be super awesome. Yeah, Evan. Where can they find you? All right. So for the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos featuring members of the Boston Bastard Brigade, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments, or if you are in a band and want to be featured on our No Borders, No Race podcast show, you can write to us at thebastards at bostonbastardbrigade.com. You can follow me on Twitter at kingdaby.esh, and it's the same name if you want to follow me on the J-pop, anime, and video games amino pages. And you can also follow me on b3crew.tumblr.com. Like this on facebook.com slash bostonbastardbrigade, and on facebook.com slash landofesh. And don't forget about all the other sites under the Land of Esh, including the Electric Sisterhood, 
Phil's recap and review, Smashbrook and Nerd Crave. And while I was thinking about the music stuff, I forgot to mention something while talking about Squid Girl. Yeah. And it's actually related a little bit to Derek. Oh, okay. So... He's once, a squid girl. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, once upon a not t- an only child. What? <laughs> well, once, well, once upon a time ago, I produced a demo for one of Derek's bands, and they were called Squid Knights. Yes. And I was actually trying to convince the guys to use Squid Girl as their unofficial like logo mascot, just for this demo, because I knew it would cost a ton of money to actually have the demo. <laughs> And have the okay from the creator of there. Yeah. Oh, God, it's been a while since Squid Nights. I, I still... I'm, like, playing I, my bass lines through my head right now. <laughs> I still have all the stuff for Squid Nights on my computer, by the way. I still have all the demos. I still have all, like, the... Uh, all the programmed recordings of it. Oh, all the boy, garage band stuff. I'm gonna poke around there someday. <laughs> oh, gosh. But um, it made me think of that. But I also wanted to mention, because by the time this airs, we will have already done and completed the top 20 albums of 2017. Yeah. And I want to give a congrats to our winner, who I know is never going to be listening to this episode. Yeah. Oddly enough, we had talked about him during the show, but you won't hear it because we lost it in the initial recording. The album of the year goes to Beck Beck. for Colors. And if you don't own this album, you need to own this album. Is it really good? Yes. Dude, there are songs on there that should be anime theme songs. Huh. Like, it sounds, it sounds like a good blend of, like, rock and J-pop. Huh. Interesting. Well, he is a big fan of that, so. Yeah. Oh. Very cool. Yeah. Um, you can find me at a coffee shop fielding prank calls from 12-year-old girls who want to know if I make an Ariana Grande frappuccino. No, I don't know about it. Oh, well, you should. It's lit. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful (laughs) alright that's it for us thank you for joining us on this episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast Uh Uh, look forward to the next episode where we are going to discuss the best and worst anime of last year and trashiest too and trashiest yeah until then it's time to sign off the only way we know how K-Bye Just looking at pictures of legs right now. No, 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 no. Cool, what's happening next? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.